Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 307 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, welcome back from Disneyland. Oh, thank you very much. We had a blast. That's it? There's nothing else. Just had a blast, huh? Eat some churros, turkey legs. I mean, anything. It was fun. Where can they buy our shirts? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the the mouse made you monotone. Yeah. <laughs> What's what happened to you down there? Yeah, they tried to turn me into a small world animatronic, but uh, it didn't work too well. Just a few <laughs> side effects, you know. No, it was a lot of fun, dude. The weather was insane because during the day, it's like 80 degrees. At night, it gets really cold, like down in the 50s. So the weather was nuts. But dude, what a blast. We had a great time. Awesome family trip. The kids have decided that that's going to be their Christmas gift moving forward every year is they want to do a family trip to Disneyland. So looks like every year we're going to be going to the, uh, the Disneyland every year. Southern California made you boring, just boring. <laughs> yeah, make a shirt out of it. <laughs> it gave me a one star. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time. I heard you loved Rise of La Resistance. Yeah, dude, it was so awesome. Uh, no Sylvan Grenier, unfortunately, or Rene Dupree, but uh, there were Stormtroopers. There were Adats. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't gone on it yet that plans to. Stay away from spoilers because it is so worth it. I knew nothing of the ride going on it. I didn't watch videos. I didn't listen to people when they were talking about it. I just, I knew I had to get on it and I didn't want anything spoiled. So the kids watched a video on the way there and they're starting to chat about it. And I'm like, ah, stop. I don't, I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> Knock it off. Don't spoil anything. And it was well worth it. We ended up getting on twice and I can't wait to go back on it. So my favorite ride used to be Toy Story 3D, the Midway Mania over in California Adventure. Yep. It's now Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. What an incredible ride, dude. The, the job that those engineers did on that ride, incredible. Just, just mind-blowing how good. And it's not even a ride. It's more of an experience and less of a ride. So highly recommended. Get to Disneyland and go on that ride. It's great. I knew you would love it, man. And it's funny, too, because like I'm not even that big of a Star Trek fan. <laughs> and but what are your feelings on Battlestar Galactica is that part of the Doctor Who series it sure is yeah okay so I'm not even that big of a fan and I went on that ride and I was, got off of it I was like ah, greatest ride ever hands yeah. down don't at me greatest ride ever yeah it's it's amazing and the, the fact that it doesn't even have a track <laughs> that's insane to me the special effects on the ride are just it, it's unbelievable I, I again I don't want to give away too much just if you haven't been on it Start planning your Disneyland trip. Like I said, it's going to be the kids' Christmas gift every year. So I think we're going to start going in December. 
And we looked at season passes. They are just stupid expensive. Not only stupid expensive, but they only have two tiers available. One of those two tiers is exclusive to SoCal residents only. So there's literally, if you don't live in SoCal, one season pass that you can buy to Disneyland and has a crap ton of uh, blackout dates on it. Talk to mom about that. Oh, really? I think there are others. Talk to mom about that. So you know how us and the listeners were spending most of our stimmy money on wrestling figures? Yes. And and others of us maybe on some G.I. Joe figures. Uh, it, <laughs> it turns out that there were a huge group of adults that spent their stimmy money on season passes. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which it never even occurred to me. And we were talking to a, uh, one of the workers in line. And she's like, yeah, that EDD money was coming in. And then the stimulus money. And people just bought these season passes. I'm like... Of course they did. It makes sense. Scott, I'm drinking Coke Zero tonight for Dad. It's Dad's birthday, so I thought I'd drink his last Coke Zero that he left over here from Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Huge happy birthday to Dad. Today is the big number eight zero for one half of the benefactors. Which is 40 times two. Very good. Or or 20 times four. Oh, nice work there. Let's hear it for the public school education. Could be 10 times 8, too, but we'll see. We'll see. Also that, yes. But yes, <laughs> huge happy birthday to Dad. Uh, called him earlier. I know you did, too. Said he was having a great day. And <laughs> for those that that contributed to Dad's chair or heard us talk about Dad's chair last year, Dad loves his chair. He doesn't like to get out of his chair. He wants to just sit in front of the computer and be on his chair. So Mom assisted him in that by getting him a little refrigerator <laughs> that he could put his six-pack of Coke Zero into so he doesn't have to get up out of the chair to walk six feet to get to the refrigerator. Now he can just literally reach to his left and grab Coke Zeros out of his little refrigerator that mom bought him for his birthday. I am shaking my head right now. Dude, that man is living the dream. Oh, he's living his laziest life. Yes. Uh, one day I aspire to be like dad. I also want to just sit in a chair looking at a monitor reaching for a Coke Zero in my little mini fridge that's right next to me. Well, this is what dad wanted to do when he retired. When dad, won, when dad retired, he wanted to sit and watch TV all day, and unless he's going to the Duck Club. And that's what he wanted to do, and he's living his retirement life. This is exactly what he wanted to do. Don't bother him. Don't make him get up out of his chair. He's just <laughs> happy. So. He wanted to be one of the people in Wally before there were the people in Wally. <laughs> He's well, on his way to achieving that goal. Well done. I like the way you threw that in there. <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the book of faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, we are doing the Christmas holiday giveaway. And for the Ric Flair Ultimate Edition, the winner is... Thank you for the drum roll. I appreciate that, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed my cue. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no, moments passed. Moments passed. You're supposed to keep going. No, because you're not even going to hear what you're saying. Oh, My okay. drumming is intense, dude. It's like Phil Collins. In the air tonight? Yes. I've mastered that on my steering wheel, by the way. <laughs>
Can't touch me. The winner is at Ox Sawyer. Congratulations, Ox. But now it's on you. You have seven days to hit us up. We will get the Ric Flair Ultimate Edition out to you with the pink robe, all the all the frillies. It's still MOC because we don't play that game over here where we open stuff up unless we have multiples of them. So, Ox, congratulations. You have seven days to slide into the DMs and hit us up. Okay, Scott, did you see any Marvel figures down at Disneyland? (laughs) You know what? I was actually talking to Christopher Dean about this on the drive home. Shannon was driving. I was not. I don't text and drive. I don't want to hear about it. So I was telling Christopher because he had mentioned something about Star Wars. And I was like, dude, I saw the Sasha Banks figure sitting there when I was walking through the Star Trader, the store right next to Star Tours. I saw her on the shelf. I walked by, I was like, oh, that's the Sasha Banks figure. And we walked out, we went and did something. And I was like, you know what? I, th- I think I'm going to go get that figure. Just something, to- I wanted to go get it. Something told me. It- maybe 10 minutes had passed. I walked back in, gone. No way. Gone. And not only her, but like six of the other figures because the the shelf that they were on was completely faced, meaning they were all straight across. So there was plenty of stock behind them. When I went back up, a bunch of them had been cherry picked off. So Sasha was gone and a few others, like they had bought like a Lando and a bunch of others were gone. So the, the shelf was no longer faced. There were a bunch missing, like five or six of them gone in 10 minutes. Oh, dude, you missed it. I did. I did. I missed out on the Sasha figure. Oh, well, I mean, it's not a big deal. I was kind of like, okay, well, not a huge deal. I'm not collecting Star Wars figures. So maybe this was a sign, but I did see that one. Uh, I did look at the Marvel figures. I didn't see anything that jumped out as rare, but I don't know the Marvel figures all that well. They did have a lot of the what ifs. What's a what if? Uh, that's that series that's on Disney+. Plus. It's oh, like, oh, what, oh, if, yeah. what if this character did this or became this? Yes, they had yes. those figures. Okay. Um, I actually tried watching that, but not knowing any of the Marvel backstory, I was out within like five minutes. I'm like, I don't know. I like the concept, but not knowing the backstory to any of the characters just kind of ruined it. Yeah. It almost like rewrites origin stories for some of the guys. You're like, I have no idea what to compare this to. So I take it no wrestling figures, right? No, no wrestling figures. There was a target actually across the street from our hotel. Uh, I did run in there. They didn't have anything to report. They did have a junkyard dog, Elite Legends. And in blue or red? In red. It was not okay. the chase. Uh, so I, I did take a good long look at them and I'm like, do I want this one? But then I was like, you know what? I like the one in white better. So I think when I go to backfill my collection, I'm going to pick up the JYD elite figure that was in white, uh, white tights. Oh, you never got that one? No, I didn't. And it was a peg warmer and I should have bought it. Uh, great figure. It came with the chain. Awesome figure. And I like it better than the red tights one that just came out and the blue tights one as well. So I think when I go to backfill the collection, I'm going to pick that JYD up. Okay. Yeah, back in the day, that JYD in white was a peg warmer. So I always felt bad. Like I purchased my two because I had to have one to open because being a huge JYD fan, I had to have two. I wanted one to open, one to keep in package. Oh, of course. And I kept seeing it over and over and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is not the figure we want to warm pegs. I know. I know. Um. Oh, uh, yeah, I purchased some green card Hasbro's mental card. That was it for me this week. Uh, oh, well, that's quite an aside. Like, oh, huh? by the way. Oh, yeah, just some green card Hasbro's. Oh, is that all? I got all of them except 
one, two, three kids. So yeah, I got oh, some. Uh, I got some green card Hasbro's. It was cool. Oh, that's all you did? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, what's our next segment? That's boring. Uh, we got news. Oh, good. No, dude, get into that. That's insane. Like, green card Hasbro's. Holy crap. Obviously, I'm not gonna go into all details regarding it. Just I had a buddy local, been friends with him for a long time. I uh, just hit me up, and he goes, "I need to sell my green cards." He threw me his price. It was extremely fair. And I said, I will have the money over to you in two seconds on PayPal. And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yep. He's like, they're yours. Yeah. So I purchased some green card Hasbro's. Um, I may need to take a break. I'll focus on one, two, three kid later. I don't know how much later, but I will focus on them later in life. They are staying in the acrylic cases that he had placed them in. Um, they're not going to be busted out to get autographed. Nothing like that. I think I'm going to just stick with the card cases. These are too good to get signed. Yeah. Um, so when I come over next time, are we just going to sit down and open them? What? (laughs) I hate you. We'll get that new Hasbro smell. (laughs) (laughs) You can stop right now. You jerk. (laughs) No, dude, seriously, you got to get them graded. Uh, that's crossed my mind. There are some things I need to get graded. I don't know if they're still backed up because of COVID and stuff. Once that all calms down, I may have to do that. I'll have to send these. I've got those Jacks one of 100s, some of the one of 20s, the Ric Flair one of 20. I got to send those down to get those graded. Yeah, it would definitely be worth it. Definitely. I mean, especially this green card, which is kind of turned into like a holy grail for wrestling figures. Right. And... It's one of those things when you add it to your collection, you almost owe it to yourself to get it graded because you're not going to sell those ever, dude. Like now that they're in your house under your roof, you're never parting with those. No. You're going to have those for the rest of your life. So I think you owe it to yourself to get them graded, add to the value. That's probably the greatest piece. I'm counting all of those figures as one, the greatest piece in your collection. It's definitely up there. It's like one, one A, then another one AA, then yeah. one A, because I love the LJN prototypes that I got, the George Steele. And not to mention the Articulated Hogan. The Articulated Hogan, the one of 20 Ric Flair, I love that one. And these, you know, it's just, I, it's like trying to choose your favorite kid. Yeah. Well, when you add the one, two, three kid to your collection, that'll be your favorite kid. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... I can't believe I did this during December, but I couldn't pass this up. Uh, well, no, and it's not every day that something like this falls in your lap. It's just a good thing that you had the means to do it when it did. Because, it, I mean, you got a great deal on those. And, I mean, look, they couldn't be going to a better home. Right. They really couldn't. Like, those are going to be, like, the pride and joy of your collection. So, they're never leaving your house unless you send them off to get them graded. But that's a great get, dude. Congrats on that. So, I did have to point this out. On the Ludwig Borga, the sticker from Hills is still on it. Oh, wow. See, I love that. That detracts no value for me at all. Oh, I love those. I have a Hardy Boys 2-pack, the one that you got me from the San Jose Toy Show. Yes. It still has the Toys R Us sticker, the orange Toys R Us sticker on it. If I had a gripe on that, though, I wish it was the KB one. Either way, I love it, man. No, it's great it's the Toys R Us one, but you didn't scream like a little girl in Toys R Us when you found the Hardys. You scream like a girl inside KB Toys. Touche. Touche. You know what? Actually, screaming like a girl isn't fair. That's rude. You scream like a baby. How about that? No, I I definitely scream like a girl that just saw the Jonas Brothers or something. <laughs> dude. 
like Celeste going to a new kid's concert or something like that type of scream. Or like us seeing uh, Kane on the streets of New Orleans or Bray uh, Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. That's more like it, dude. Yes. <laughs> You're chasing down Bray. Bray! <laughs> you screamed like a Mark who had just seen Bray Wyatt there. <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> but it says on the Ludwig Borga Hill sticker, which I guess Hills is a department store back east. Oh, Okay. That's why I figure. But anyways, it says two ninety nine. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable, dude. If only we knew. Yeah, if only we knew. And I dude, two I don't even think they were two ninety nine at Toys R Us, right? Weren't they three ninety nine? I thought they were four ninety nine at Toys or, R Us. Or four ninety nine? Okay, wow, Hills. Let's hear it for their discounts. Holy crap. And had green cards. Our Toys R Us never had that. That's what I was about to say, is they had the green cards too. Man, that's insane. I know, man, but I'll tell you what, there is definitely that feeling and the rush of memories of holding the original green cards that you and I got when we were at Castro Village Toy Shop. Yeah. There's that feeling of when I was holding them. Now, granted, when we got them, they weren't in acrylic cases, but still, you're holding green card Hasbros from 1994. Those memories are just flooding back, dude. Like it, like you had pulled them out of the case yourself. Scott, we have a little bit of news when you say we jump into it. Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, before we get into wrestling figure news, quick little tidbit. A 20,000 square foot Toys R Us location will open in mid-December at the American Dream Mega Mall in New Jersey. Yes, Toys R Us returns to the U.S. once again after closing stores twice now. Maybe this time will be different. So a 20,000 square foot Toys R Us location in mid-December in New Jersey. Man, I've never wanted to go to New Jersey more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Steve Hoker lives in New Jersey, dude. Well, I know. That's double bonus, right? Oh, okay. I think I see what you're saying. Yes, that's a double bonus to go see it- Steve also. I misheard that. I thought it sounded like to me that you had no interest to go to New Jersey. No, no, no. It's just the most I've ever wanted to go to Jersey. Not that there have been a lot of times I wanted to go to Jersey, but now I really want to go to Jersey. Chella Toys. Let's move over to them. They are coming out with bone crushing wrestlers, not crunching, crushing The tweet said from Cello Toys, we are pleased to announce that we are partnering with the incredible team at Fig Collections on Twitter, FC Toys, to bring that crack, snap, and pop that only bone-crushing wrestlers can provide. Check our IG for more details. So we're hitting all the nostalgia kicks here, Scott. We got bone-crushing, which is bone-crunching. We've got LJNs from Jazzwares. We've got retros from across the board. We've got, what else do we have? We've got now Bone Crushing. Still no Galoobs, though. I'm still holding out hope that somebody's going to pick those up. I would have put money on Galoobs coming out before the Bone Crushing. Yes, I would have too. You're 100% correct. I would have also. Yeah, I would have lost money on this deal, but that's awesome. Good for Cello, man. They're totally leaning into that nostalgia. And it's big right now, right? And a lot of people that collected those as kids... They've got that extra income to spend on these things, so good on Chella. Moving over to Jazzwares, last week they announced that there is a RSC-exclusive Darby Allen Coffin Drop 
figure. You can pre-order that over at ringside. All right. WWE Elite Series 92. Are you ready? Yes. Something tells me this isn't good as Royal Rumble 92. This would be the polar opposite of that. Burnt Fiend, which I thought was fantastic. Charlotte, she'll be coming with the women's tag title. Ric Flair, and I put horrible haircut. You did. Yes, this was Flair with short hair. Four horsemen shirt and microphone. So that would be like 96 Ric Flair? 97 Ric Flair? I think so, yeah. Okay. Scarlet released. Adam Cole, gone. And Rey Mysterio, who's still there. So two of the six, still employed by WWE. Um, what do we say about this? <laughs> Look, this is just a casualty of the decisions that they made to release 80 plus wrestlers this year, right? They were bound to have a series that was going to come out like this. You know, you release that many names. Of course, you're going to have a series that does this. I had figured the worst would be about half of an assortment. This is worse. <laughs> Four of the six are not there anymore. That's embarrassing. But I mean, it was probably way too late for them to pull the figures and stuff like that. I'm glad that these figures are coming out because I definitely want that burnt fiend. And I definitely want the Scarlet. But man, what do you say? Four of the six in Elite 92 are already released. That's just amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. So least favorite out of this one, is I'm, I'm taking it based on your horrible hair, is Ric Flair. Yeah, usually I love Ric Flair figures, but ugh, I just I wasn't a fan of that hairstyle on him and the fact that it's in figure form. So if you're going to go to WrestleCon next year and you're going to meet Bray, what figure are you taking? Are you going to take Burnt Fiend? Uh, I would be tempted by Burnt Fiend or the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, it, you know what, dude? Burnt Fiend to me, it's cool, but it's not one I'd want to get signed. It's not, as Breaker would say, as toyetic. I guess, as his Ultimate Edition or his Elite. I think it was, what, 77? I would much rather get either of those signed and not this one. Really? You don't think this one's toyetic? Mm, I mean, uh, you're walking down a, a figure aisle and you just happen to see Burnt Fiend sitting there? That doesn't capture you? Or, I, I don't I'm know. I'm crazy about it, dude. I'm, I don't know. Oh. I'm just... as uh, I, It just doesn't do it for me. I put that next to a Fiend figure... It just, it doesn't match up to me. It just, it doesn't do it for me. I would much rather get his ultimate edition or his elite signed. The, the earlier f- elite, like elite 77, not this one. But it is a fiend figure. I understand, but this is burnt fiend. I love it, dude. I think it's fantastic. I got to disagree with you on this one. So what color are you going to get? If, if, if you get this one signed, hypothetically, you, you go up and you meet him, you're getting burnt fiend signed. What color paint pen are you using? I'd probably go white or yellow on this one. Yeah, because it's such a dark... It's a dark look, right? Because the figure packaging is a little on the darker side. The figure itself is on the darker side. Like, you need that signature to pop. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on white on that one. White or yellow, I think, would definitely be your best bets. Maybe a bright blue would be good as well. But yeah, I'm feeling you on the white for sure. I'm thinking that next year's WrestleCon, I have a feeling that prices are going to be insane for the wrestlers. Well, good. Let them make their money, man. And it forces you as a collector to just be more selective of who you get autographs from. Right. So look, let them make all the money, right? Because they basically had a year off from COVID. Let these guys make some money. They're going to make some good money next year. So 
Uh, by the way, which one are you getting out of the? Are you getting any of these? No, pass on okay. all of them. Pass on all. Okay, I'm definitely getting Burnt Fiend. That's for sure. And Scarlet, Scarlet too. You like the Scarlet? I thought her eyes were a little too wide open. Uh, they are a little wide open. I agree with you on that. But I love the figure overall. I love the hourglass that it comes with. No, it is a cool looking figure. Just a little bit of a critique on the face. But uh, yeah, overall that Scarlet is good. Really good. Yeah, that would be a good one to get signed as well if uh, her and Karrion Cross are there. Scott, we need to get into WWE Elite Series 38. What you say? Let's go talk about it. Scott, before we get into WWE Elite Series 38, head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. Go over to WWE Mattel, bring up Elite Series 38, and follow along while Scott reads it off. It is now story time from Scott. What you got for this series? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 38 consisted of Adam Rose, and he was in his black tights with black boots. He had a hat, white sunglasses, an entrance vest, and a necklace as the accessories. Next up, Bradshaw. He was in his black APA shirt. He had black gloves on and jeans. And he came with a folding APA chair and a breakaway table as his accessories. And of course, you're going to get followed by your tag team partner. So we got Farouk in there. First time in the line for Farouk. Same gear as Bradshaw. So APA shirt, black gloves, jeans. And he also came with a folding APA chair. But great accessory that came with him. He came with the APA door. Very, very cool. Next up, Daniel Bryan, and he was in his red trunks, was packaged with a Yes t-shirt. The Great Macho Man, and he was in his black tights with red and yellow accents. Yellow boots that had red accents on them. And he came with a red hat, red sunglasses, and rib wrap. And finally, Roman Reigns. He was packaged with a ringside barricade and a combat vest. And this was basically Roman from his shield and singles run looks. And that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 38. I have been dreading hitting this series because I hate this series. Same, dude. I was really doing... You had mentioned that last week, and I think you kind of hinted at it the week before. I was like, okay, is it really that bad? Yeah, it is. You're not wrong at all, dude. This is not a good set. This series, I hated seeing every time at Walmart. Yeah. The only cool thing about this series was Farouk's door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yes. only, that was the only cool thing about this series. I really hated this series. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but it had APA. Look, I liked APA. Were they my favorite tag team of all time? No. They're cool. They fit that era perfectly and made for some entertaining segments. But I'm not big on these figures. I, In fact, none of these figures am I big on. It has Macho Man, and I usually purchase every Macho Man figure. Didn't pick this one up. I just walked right by it every single time I saw it. Yeah, and not that the figure is horrible, talking about Macho Man, but there are definitely better Macho Man figures that were done. Yes. So Yeah, this one was, this entire series was a pass for me. I didn't get any of these. These were all passes. Daniel Bryan had been done quite a few times before. Decent figure. Um, I wasn't crazy about the Farouk sculpt. I can see what you mean about that. Yeah, it was just okay. And especially for a first time in the line, you're hoping for more. 
And right. I always love when they do tag teams in one series. But yeah, it was a pass for me. The Bradshaw was just okay. The Adam Rose was just okay. But I can totally see what you mean about this one being one of your least favorite, if not your totally least favorite Elite Series overall. And it's funny too, because I remember going to Walmart, walking in and seeing these figures on the pegs and just turning around and leaving. Because <laughs> You're insulting me. It was just that bad of a series. The Macho Man... It wasn't that great. Rib wrap, okay. Um, yeah. Daniel Bryan, to me, was just another Daniel Bryan with a new shirt. Yeah. Roman Reigns, which is just ro- another Roman Reigns. It, I don't know, dude. I was not big on this series, and it's probably my least favorite Elite series ever made. Okay. There you go. Well, I won't even bother asking you what your favorite figure is out of it. Is none of them correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? How about your least favorite? Um, ugh. which is saying something because this is your least favorite figure in your least favorite series ever. Man, I don't want to say Daniel Bryan because I do love Daniel Bryan, but to me that was just—I don't want to say lazy, but I don't know. There was just something underwhelming about that Daniel Bryan figure. At least with the Adam Rose character aside, they dressed it up with some hat, glasses, gave him you know the vest and all that stuff. Sure. So they they dressed it up enough to be like, okay, that's not my least favorite figure. So I'm going to probably have to say Daniel Bryan. Wow. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel, if you're listening. Okay. Actually, let's look over this. Adam Rose, gone. Bradshaw, uh, Hall of Fame. I Yeah, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Bradshaw and Farukar. Yeah. Hall of Fames. Daniel Bryan, gone. Uh, Macho Man, we all know. And Roman. So Roman actually is still there. The last man standing. Yep. Let's go down the eBay listings, starting with Adam Rose with the hat, glasses, vest, and necklace. Last sold listing was November 1st for $29.95. I was actually surprised about that. Wow. Okay. I thought thought we were going to have the Adam Rose line and no longer the Wade Barrett line. (laughs) Poor Wade Barrett. Can't even (laughs) have Adam Rose take his place. Bradshaw folding APA chair breakaway table last sold eBay listing October 9th for $59.99. Farouk with the folding APA chair and the APA door. Now, this is actually kind of funny, dude. When I went through the eBay sold listings, I couldn't find any Farouk carded to find any last sold listings. Okay. But what happened was, is when I searched Bradshaw, there was a Farouk carded sitting right there that somebody had sold. I don't know if they mixed up the two or what, Oops. but yeah, somebody mistyped that one. So last sold eBay listing on that one was October 18th for $59. Him and Bradshaw were about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Daniel Bryan with the yes t-shirt last sold eBay listing was November 19th for $25.99. Macho man with the hat, sunglasses and the rib wrap. Last sold eBay listing was November 28th for $25. And Roman Reigns ringside barricade combat vest, October 21st for $28. There's nothing more I got to say about this series. I, I, I just despise this series so much. Are you so relieved that we can now move past it and get on to better stuff? Who's in Elite 30? Oh, I'll have to check rings, wrestling figure database. <laughs> We can gladly walk away from the series and throw the grenade over our shoulder. We are done talking about it. 
We are done. And now it's time to get into... <gasps> what game are we doing tonight? Who did it better? Scott, before we play Who Did It Better, I apologize. We are supposed to do Aquanet Minute, and I forgot to uh, talk about that earlier. So, who do you have for the Aquanet Minute? Well, before I get into the Aquanet Minute, I want to throw out a huge thanks to my buddy Tim, your buddy Tim, all of our buddy Tim, on Twitter, at a chair shot. He is the host of the Pulling Up a Chair podcast, where he shines a big spotlight on the members of the Fig Life community. But Tim sent me over the Ace Freely AXN figure which pairs nicely with the Gene Simmons that I've got. So that was a big hookup by Tim. I really appreciate it because I haven't been able to find Ace yet. Been hunting them. Nobody's had them. And Tim came across them and sent them over with a Merry Christmas brother attached to it. So big thanks to Tim. I really appreciate you, my friend. Truly, I do. Thank you so much. And on to the Aquanet Minute now after talking about Kiss. It is not a Kiss album this week, but instead... And I've been trying to hold off on the heavy hitters, Jeff, but here comes probably the biggest hitter, the cleanup hitter of the glam era. And I think you know who I'm talking about. Motley Crue. No. No. No, Motley Crue was a big part of the glam era, but no, no, no. This is probably the biggest band from the glam era. Metallica. And Justice for All CD. Oh, okay. Okay. Are what? you done? It was part of that glam era. It was in within that time frame. <laughs> if I was sitting next to you, <laughs> your arm would be so bruised in about 10 minutes. I thought I'll take bruised over broken because I thought you were going to say broken, but <laughs> I like your route better. I'm going to be like Fisto in the He-Man show. I'd love to fist him. Did anybody else catch that, by the way? I think I, everybody I, caught that. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. No, it is not Metallica. It is not Motley Crue. Would you like to venture one more guess, Jeff? The biggest glam band, uh, Poison, Motley Crue. Yes. yes. Oh, it's Poison. It's Poison. Ooh. Of course, it, dude. Poison was the biggest glam band. Look at the cover of their first album. Look what the crap. The <laughs> look what the crap dragged in. Hmm. <laughs> Oopsie. That's not the name of it. No. Look what the cat dragged in. Look at the cover. I understand Poison was a huge part of the glam era, but I'm going to say Motley Crue. Nah, Poison was the biggest, dude. Uh, well, agree to disagree. Watch the behind the music of Poison. I did. Okay, and you still don't think that they're the biggest glam band from the 80s? No, I think Crue is. Okay. okay. Well, I am pulling out this heavy hitter because, and I think it goes well into the segment we're about to do with who did it better. I won't say who we're going to talk about yet, but... Many an hour were spent playing with figures of this person, listening to Poison's Open Up and Say Ah album. Good album. 1988. This was the album of my eighth grade, summer between eighth and ninth grade. So many hours spent playing wrestling figures, listening to this. Just This was the soundtrack of that summer. And I've often said like, a lot of these albums that I cover, I was listening to while playing with figures. And this is one, if you put this on, I guarantee I've played with Remco's to this song. 
I've played with LJNs, the the Bendies, like you name them, maybe even Hasbro's. Like they were in the ring bashing the crap out of each other while Poison played in the background. So Poison opened up and say, ah, 1988. It literally defined the summer between my eighth and ninth grade years. It was like the soundtrack of that summer. So great album. Go check it out. That's the Aquanet Minute. Dude, you have got me listening to so much 80s hair metal because of this Aquanet Minute. Usually I listen to Octane or um, Liquid Metal on Sirius XM, but now I've been venturing over more to Hair Nation. Awesome. I love it. And now I'm on Hair Nation and I was like, okay, here's the Slaughter song Scott came and was talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, your Aquanet Minute is making me listen to Hair Nation all over again. I love it. I remember watching the the world premiere because MTV, when they actually used to play music videos, they did world premieres. So it was like literally the first time they were playing it. Uh, Poison's nothing but a good time. Like that was appointment viewing for me. Anytime they debuted a video from Kiss, Motley Crue, Poison, Rat, whoever, that was appointment viewing. I had to know what time it was on and my ass was planted right in front of the TV watching that world premiere. And I remember when nothing but a good time premiered, Like, I still remember the video. I love it. Great album. Nothing But a Good Time is easily the best song on the album. It was their huge hit. I was playing wrestling figures to this one a lot. And speaking of playing with wrestling figures, that leads us in nicely to this episode of Who Did It Better. This wrestler was a big, big name in 84, 85. He went up against some of the biggest names, even tagged with another big name. Because these were big wrestlers. Have I given it away yet? Well, aside from mentioning the fact that he was a stud. Oh, okay. That just gave it away, Scott. Well done. <laughs> well done. I was trying to keep this going, and you just you just shot your wad right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were talking about poison. I got excited. Yes, we were talking about Big John Stud. We're going to go down the list of every Big John Stud figure. And then at the end, Scott and I have to decide... Who did it better? So, Scott, why don't you go down the list for who did it better, Big John Stud? Yeah, surprisingly, not a ton of figures of this guy. It is really kind of surprising to me because he did have a run in the WWF up until, like, 86, 87. And then he basically fell off the face of the earth and then randomly came back late 88, early 89 and won the 89 Rumble. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay, well, he's back. He's a face. He just won the Royal Rumble. Huge push in line for him. But then at WrestleMania 5, he was the referee for the Jake and Andre match. And you're like, this is WrestleMania. Why aren't we doing stud and Andre? What the hell's going on? And then he was gone again. Yep. So kind of confusing the, the the career path he took. But we did have an LJN of him. One of the original LJNs, I might add. We also had from LJN his Bendy and Thumb Wrestlers. We had a classic superstars from Jax of him. Same gear as his LJN. We had a uh, Jax classic superstars three pack that had Jake, Andre, and Big John Studd as the ref. That would have been from WrestleMania 5 as we just talked about. He had a deluxe classic superstars from Jax. This one he was in his blue tights. Love that figure. Yeah, and I don't recall seeing him wearing blue tights very often. Every time Stud was in the ring... It was white tights with the blue stars on them and the red boots. So the blue tights, when they came out with that one, you're like, oh, that's kind of a deep dive on the, the stud character. I like that. Yep. Next up, Mattel. 
And they had a Hall of Fame four-pack with Andre, Bobby Heenan, and that would have been Heenan from WrestleMania three when he walked Andre to the ring, and Mr. Perfect. And Stud was in his white uh, tights with the red boots in that one. And finally, his Mattel Elite Legends that just recently came out, that came with the robe. And by the way, love the addition of that robe. Great touch by Mattel. I love the barrel chest on him too, because that was one thing that Stud was known for, was that huge barrel chest and those robes he wore to the ring. And I think Mattel perfectly captured that in that figure. Yep. So now we have to decide who did it better. Is it LJN? Is it Jax? Is it Mattel? Who did it better, Scott? In my mind, it's the LJN. And you can say it's nostalgia, and I wouldn't really argue with you, because talking about music in the background while you're playing with your figures, I can tell you Stud was giving slams and taking slams. That is a figure I used a lot. Why? Because he was one of the giants in professional wrestling at the time. So that made a great opponent for like your Hogan's and your Savages and your Junkyard Dogs. And he was in a great pose. He had the knees bent. So you could tell he could have been taller. But the great pose were his arms cocked up the way they were. Because you could do body slams, suplexes, hip tosses, clotheslines. A big range of moves. And for a figure that didn't have any posability to it, that was a big plus. So I used that stud figure a lot when I was playing with LJNs. I think that the sculpt on it is outstanding. The costume is 100% accurate. His gear is perfect. So all of that said, LJN is my favorite. And the most recent Mattel Legends is a very, very close second. I can't argue with you. Because like you said, it's nostalgia of picking up that stud figure, you know, booking your matches and you knew he was going to be on the card every single night, whether he was teaming with Bundy or he was going up against Hogan or Andre. Everything in me wants to say that one. However, and I know this isn't a surprise you, I loved the deluxe classic. Really? With the blue tights? Dude, it was such a deep, deep dive and I loved it. Because I was watching some, I think it was 24-7 at the time. And I was watching stuff on YouTube and I was watching him in those blue gear and the red boots. I guess you can kind of say used to the white tights with the red boots. I just love that blue look. And when they came out with it on a deluxe classic, dude, oh, I was gung-ho. I thought that was fantastic. And so, yeah, I love that deluxe classic. It hung up in my room for numerous years before I finally took it down and decided to rearrange the room. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm going that deluxe classic. I do love the most recent Elite Legends with the robe. That is a great figure, and it's no knock against it. If it's on everybody's... If it's tops everybody's list of Big John Stud figures, then I get it. But, yeah, dude, I love that deluxe classic. Okay, yeah, I can't even argue. And, you know, Stud really is one of those guys. He hasn't had a bad figure. No. I would say my least favorite is probably his classic superstars. Not the deluxe that you had mentioned, but the regular baseline classic superstars. That's Mm -hmm. probably my least favorite, but it's still a really good John Studd figure. The likeness is there. The outfit is 100% accurate. He hasn't had a bad figure. That includes bendies and thumb wrestlers. Like They got it right on those too, but there's just something about the sculpt job on that LJN. You know exactly who it is. The pose is perfect. The outfit, 100% accurate. 
I just I love that John Studd figure from LJN. And again, his my second favorite is his most recent Mattel Legends. I love the inclusion of the robe. That really adds a lot to that figure because again, that's what he was known for. He'd come to the ring. You know, he's already huge in stature, but he's got that big barrel chest, which they completely captured on the figure. And then he's got that robe. He always wore that robe and they got it on the figure. A great accessory. And it's a really, really close second. But just my heart says go LJN. I just, I love that LJN figure. I use that thing all the time when I was playing LJNs. You know, what's funny is when I busted out the LJNs to do the uh, uh, fantasy booking Survivor Series match or whatever we were doing a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. It was funny too, because after we'd stopped recording, I was sitting there talking to you and I was still playing figures. I was like, <laughs> I was like young Jeff hip toss, you know, with Kerpel <laughs> Kirshner and stuff. I was doing all that. And I was like, Oh my God. It's like, I'm, you know, eight year old, five year old Jeff again, just sitting down playing with figures, except minus the ring. Just sitting on the floor. You got the ring in front of you piled with figures or piled off to the side and you're just grabbing at random and, Man, those were some good times. Some great memories. Again, hair metal just blasting in the background. But it was all about your angles, your card, who was beating who, who was swerving on who, what titles were changing hands. Those are some good times, dude. And speaking of titles, really surprising stud given his stature in the world of wrestling in the mid-80s. He never held any titles in the WWF. It seems like a miss to me. Like that guy should have been... I mean, if not heavyweight champion, and I get why he was never heavyweight champion. That, you know, that belt obviously belonged around Hogan's waist, but not even a tag team title. You know, I think he was out of the scope of the IC belt. You know, they groomed certain guys for that particular belt. But, I mean, they could have put the tag titles on him and Bundy, and nobody would have even scoffed at that. I mean, that would have made total sense. They could have beat the U.S. Express shit. They could have beat the Bulldogs. And nobody would have been like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. That was completely believable. There were some matches where they faced the Bulldogs too. Right, right. And the Bulldogs managed to come out on top. And it's one of those things. It's like, man, why didn't they put more titles on this guy? I I don't get it. I mean, look, winning the Royal Rumble is no small feat. And he did win a Royal Rumble. But I don't know. Maybe something more should have come of that. I don't know his health issues or whatever. But just really a confusing second run on that uh, that second run for stud. I don't understand, but you, you know, one thing I didn't realize, and I want to credit Wrestling Figure Database for this, stud was issued on the black card Wrestling Superstars 89. Yes, he was. Uh, thank you. I, I saw that too on Wrestling Figure Database just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. I've always kind of gotten mixed up on who got re-released on the black cards. I know Macho Man did, um, but I always forget that stud did as well. And it's funny because then you see Wrestling Superstars 89 and you're like, oh, of course. He won the Royal Rumble that year, so of course they're going to throw stud. I'm sure they had a ton left over. You know, of course, throw him on the black card, throw him back out there, see if he sells. You know, he's on TV again. Let's see if he moves. All right. I have a goal for 2022. I am going to purchase that three-pack of Jacks with Jake, Andre, and Stud. I wanted that back in the day. So next year, I'm going to purchase that. Okay, I'm holding you to it. You heard it here first, listeners. If he doesn't do it, we get to make fun of him about something. Something. Don't you make fun of me every week? I haven't poked fun at you at all this week. You've got to make me remember the past hour. I can't even remember what what you even talked about for the Aquanet Minute. Wait, what was this segment about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, going back to the Aquanet Minute real quick. I've been downloading Hello Skid Road on my iPod now. So what you're saying is I've influenced you 
to go download songs. You're an influencer. Okay. Oh, look at that. You are an influencer. Look, I will take it. And again, Luis Rivera, Stone Cold Porcupine, he did make that playlist, the Aquanet playlist. It's outstanding. The wife and I have been listening to it a lot. It's really, really good. You should check it out, dude. Stone Cold Porcupine. I love that. <laughs> a fellow hair metal fan. I love it. No, and good choice on Skid Row. Sebastian Bach is is the greatest hair metal singer ever. You've already professed your love about him on this show? Yes, and I just did it again. <laughs> and Scott, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can check out the card and lose prices of LJN's, Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. Over there, you can check out the card and lose prices of those lines and see if you are getting a fair price so again wrestlingtoytracker.com we want you guys to also head on over to the podcasting buddies breaker and bane of course and we want you to check out breaker side projects with tb toycast with travis fowler and you know it's fake right also we want you guys to check out doing the favor barry we are thinking of you over here man our hearts are with you during these times for sure, Barry. We're thinking about you, buddy. Absolutely. But check out their shows. One wrestling show, one sports show. Check them out on doingthefavor.com. You can listen to them and check out the SKUs and UPCs. As I said, we're with you over here, man. Also, check out my buddy Steve and my buddy Eric over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, our three good friends, Marco, Seth, and Sheena over at the Chick Foley Show. Also, Justin Summers at Wrestling Cheers. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. Also, Rucker met Mickey James just this past week. Oh, and nice. So he had Mickey on his show, right? Yes, he did. And, and he then he got her. to meet her. Nice. Yes. Also, you talked about Tim earlier from Pulling Up a Chair. And Scott, what you got from Drunk Wrestling History? Yes. Follow us on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday is Superstars Who Weren't. Superstars Who Weren't. Superstars Who Weren't what? Well, you thought that they were going to be a big deal, and then they weren't. Outback Jack. He may have made the list, actually. But uh, keep in mind, this episode was recorded about six months ago. (laughs) So situations have changed a little bit. Maybe hasn't aged the best. And this is what happens when you record all your stuff in advance. So anyway... Listen to it with a grain of salt, I guess. Some situations might have changed, but uh, superstars who weren't. Most recent episode, you can download it wherever you download your podcasts at. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Van Hammer. See, nobody talks about Van Hammer on the show anymore because Eddie loves him. Like, guaranteed, if somebody makes a Van Hammer figure, Eddie's probably going to buy it. Yes, absolutely. I, I've listened to the show. I know how much he loves him. He does. And he never knew about him until he started watching those early 90s WCW pay-per-views. Which I think is hilarious, because of course he loves Van Hammer. Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> Shannon <I'm>... loves him. <laughs> he's, a, he's basically a Chippendales, you know, firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> but like half the size of a normal Chippendales firefighter. <laughs> Chippendales dancer. Golga. Really? You thought Golga was going to be a big deal? He was part of a big faction at the time. Okay. Well, you also could have said Giant Silva. Oh, I could have said Giant Silva. But he wouldn't have been on the list. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nobody picked Giant Silva. 
Oh, okay. Nobody probably thought of Giant Silva at that time. <laughs> oh, no. He he crossed my mind, and I was like, wait. Th- this was supposed to be people who were supposed to be superstars. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Giant Silva was ever going to be a superstar. Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Abe Knuckleball Shorts. Moving on. All right. Also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Want you guys to go to Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. Get in touch with the man, Jason Wolf. He does incredible artwork. He makes amazing custom figures in his chop shop. Go check it all out at DoyleDraws.com. Buy some artwork. Maybe buy a figure if he's got any left. But get in touch with them. See what he's got going on. DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Are you headed to Taco Bell tonight? No, 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 no. Way too late for that. Oh. No Taco Bell. But I have gorged myself on four of those grilled cheese double steak burrito gimmicks that they've got right now. Yep. I've been adding potato. Yep. Let me tell you, sir. <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing. So does that bring the burrito up to about 15, 20 bucks now? <laughs> yeah, we had talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> was it $20 or something like that? Or $19 it was going to be if you added literally everything you could? It was like $16.20 or something like that. Yeah, it was outrageous. Like you could right. add all of the add-ons and extras and... Uh, it was insane. It ended up being like almost a $20 burrito. And you know what? It would be worth every cent. I think next time I'm out there, I'm going to have you do all the add-ons and I'm going to see what you think of it. <laughs> I'll buy it, dude. I'll buy it for you. Game on. <laughs> oh, so Scott for episode 307. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 307, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.